At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hour number two of the 4th of July edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here at Stop Point Casino in Las Vegas. Of course, he is Michael Lombardi. He is back home in New Jersey on this holiday. And, Michael, we've kind of had a, a nice AFC East flavor to the show so far today, talking a lot of J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets there in, the, uh, in New York City uh, with Thomas Gable at the Borgata and with Will Hill uh, from New York. We're going to talk a little bit more with Josh Applebaum later on this hour with the Patriots. But I want to talk about the other teams in the division that we haven't really touched upon yet, and that would be the Bills and the Fighting Fish down there in Miami. Now, mm. you alluded to it a little bit in hour number one that you look at the makeup in totality of the Dolphins, and I feel like they're building out a pretty nice 53-man roster. The problem might be the guy that triggers that offense, and that is yep. Tua Tungavailoa. Are you buying in when you kind of look at their profile? And their win total feels high to me at eight and a half. When you got to lay the, a little bit of juice here at minus a dollar thirty to get nine wins. Now, I get it. You get the cheetah. You get Tyree Kill. This is does this bet to you come down to you see the odds to win the division almost get five to one, but they are the second favorite above the Patriots. Does that stun you that they go all right? We're going to buy in on Tua and that he's really going to make the leap now that he's got the cheetah. 
You know, I, I think certainly there's enthusiasm. And, and the way they played last year, they got hot. Uh, you know, they started out bad, and then Brian Flores was able to turn it around. You know, they're 1-7 they're after the Buffalo loss, and they come back home, and they struggle to beat Houston. They have the upset night on Thursday night against Baltimore. Mm -hmm. You know, they it, they play the Jets in a close game. You know, they beat Carolina kind of handily, and the next thing you know, they, they put together a bunch of wins until they get to Tennessee, and it starts raining. Right. You know, and so I, I just, to me, I'm not sold on – Tua's ability to throw the ball down the field. You know, yards per attempt, they're 26 in the league. Now, everyone says their offense wasn't good last year, that they should have done more with what they had. I, I'm not one of those people. I think they did a great job of throwing the ball to the receivers and trying to get them the yards after catch. Tua just doesn't make any throws down the field. I mean, you know, his range and his ability, if, if, you, if you were looking at Tua – like a three-point shooter in basketball, there would be parts of the field you wouldn't have to defend. Mm. I mean, it just would be. What's and so, to me, I, I just don't see why there's so much enthusiasm. I know he went to Alabama. Mm -hmm. I know he played well in college. But, you know, he's had 21 starts in the league. You know, this is going into his third year. I, I, I haven't seen him do one thing extraordinarily good at a quarterback position. And everybody says, well, he's got a lot of Drew Brees in him. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. Mm -hmm. I don't see it. Guy's never been able to throw. He's averaged his highest year was 6'5 last year, yards per attempt. I mean, I mean that's not really good. And and when the game gets on the line, and when he has to play, you know, and 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 he has to play it in the game and the speed of the game, and he's getting rushed a certain way. I mean, tell me where, tell me what he has uniquely that he does well. I mean, like he doesn't escape the pocket, doesn't have great speed. I mean, he averages three yards a run. <laughs> I look at it, too, and we've talked a lot about the Eagles in the last couple of weeks because their numbers have kind of really shot up since the draft, but it's still triggered by Jalen Hurts, and that might be the quote-unquote question mark. Going back to college, as you mentioned, when they're both at Alabama, it was Tua that came in to replace Jalen Hurts because Nick Saban was looking for a spark, and it was the deep ball. It was the big plays that Jalen Hurts theoretically wasn't making, at least in, in that semifinal game against Georgia that, that year. And then Tua came in and set the world on fire. Now, I think people have almost forgotten that it was the hip injury to me, and that happened before, obviously, he came out in the NFL draft, that he hasn't felt like the same explosive Tua, either with his arms or his legs, to your point of only three yards per rush here. Could it be that he's never really been the same guy since that hip injury, and, and yet the, the Dolphins took a chance that he'd heal and be 100%? Because it looks like in, in the big boy league of the NFL – He's kind of got swallowed up a little bit. Is that by injury or is that just who Tua is? I think that's who he is, David. I really do. I, I think he doesn't have a great arm. You know, now a lot of guys have played quarterback effectively without a great arm, but he doesn't have great height. He can't see. You know, he, he's an accurate intermediate thrower, short thrower. I mean, that's really what he does well. And so, you know, he, he makes it challenging to throw the ball outside the numbers and down the field, and people pack the field. And then when he gets pressure inside, one thing about Alabama, he never got pressure inside. He was, they had a nice clean pocket. Yeah. You know, and so he, he didn't have to worry about stepping up to throw. He could step up to throw. In the NFL, you've got to throw with people in your face. You've got to make tight window throws. You know, I don't, I'm not concerned about percentage of completion. I think it's meaningless. He has a ton of easy throws he makes. But at the end of the day, can he make throws, can he make throws under pressure on third down? I mean, where are they going to be? I mean, they were, they were not a great third down team last year. They're 20th in the league. 
And he doesn't make plays with his feet either. I mean, he just doesn't make plays with his feet. I, I'm I'm right there with you, and I look at it. You got a new head coach coming in there. Brian Flores is out. Whether that's going to be a positive or a negative, we'll find out. But now you have a new coaching staff coming in, and maybe a more offensive friendly coaching staff. That's the way it's being billed now for Tua Tungavailoa. Is this it though? Like, is this the last shot for Tua to really make his imprint uh, in Miami this year? Well, I mean, they they change coaches because they want they want they rather have Tua than Flores. I mean, this is really what it was. Mm. I mean, think about it. last year they only had five games, five, that they threw the ball for over 250 yards in a game. Oof. You know, they had five games. I mean, that's all they had. I mean, they've had – they had at least – they had six games – excuse me, I, I take that back. They had eight games where they threw for less than 200 yards. That, and now, that's, that's why mean, you make the change, right? That's why you do the change. You're doing it for well, that reason. Well, I mean, reason. I think that Flores – I think there was, you know, a lot of conversation, you know – I'm I'm sure look they picked him ahead of Herbert. They got a lot invested in this guy. Right. The owner wants to win right away. The owner wants to win right away. Now the offensive line was bad last year, but what's fascinating about this year's offensive line is, you know, if you watch the playoff game and you watch San Francisco play against the Cowboys and you watch what Connor Williams when he was playing <sighs> guard in there, how bad he looked. Turn now they're style. gonna play Connor Williams maybe at center, but that's gonna be a real challenge. Is this offensive line improved? Okay. Are they improved? Armstead, the kid they signed for a lot of money, is a good player, mm-hmm. but he never stays healthy. He can't play 17 games. Austin Jackson, the right tackle, is not very good. Now, all these players that they've they've invested in this line, they've got assets in it, but they haven't been able to demonstrate that they can play with power or physicality. And Gasecki's a really good tight end, but he's a receiving tight end. He's not blocking the perimeter. So they signed us, and we'll see if McDaniels can create a running game behind Edmonds and Morissette, you know, and those guys. Last year, they really didn't have a back. Yeah, it, it, it's wild to kind of look at this team and the numbers that you're seeing, 30-1 to one to win the Super Bowl, 16-1 to one to win the AFC, and 4-1 to one to win the division. I, I'm with you. I, I just don't feel like that, that, that Tua, who's got to be the guy to trigger this whole thing, to make all of that work if you want to invest in those futures and get over eight and a half wins. Conversely, we understand why the Buffalo Bills are still the team to beat in this division. Yep. And you look at the jump that Josh Allen made from rookie year where what, he was less than 60% of his completions, I think around 50 and then the leap he took with accuracy, which is something you normally don't see in this league, yeah. right? And now Brian Daybold is gone as the OC there. Do you worry at all about regression for Josh Allen more towards what you saw rookie or, or now? Because we look at him as a made man now in the NFL from the quarterback position. And that's why the trust level is there. That's why they're the shortest favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. And certainly to win this division, you got to lay almost 2-1. to one. Is there any concern there that Josh is not? all that we saw last year in the last two years? Or do you think really he's just progressed to the point where he might be arguably the best quarterback in football? I would play him for MVP this year. I really would. And I think what happened on that December game on December the 6th when the wind was howling and the Patriots won 14-10 to and Buffalo only had 230 yards of offense in that game is I think they made a clear-cut decision. Now, they got behind against Tampa Bay and lost the game in overtime. They made the comeback and lost in overtime. But after that game, you know, they were they were the well, the best team in football. They really were. I mean, they dominated. And partly because, you know, Josh Allen put the ball in his hands in all critical situations. They started to become the team that was running the single wing. And Josh Allen at six feet five, 260 pounds, hard to tackle, was a real issue. You know, and when you look at him, look, this guy averaged 6.3 yards per attempt. 
hit seven carries per game. Hmm. Seven carries per game. You know, and so and he was able to dominate, scored six touchdowns. You add him into that run game, all of a sudden now you got another player to defend, and especially when you get to the red zone. So for me, I, I think Buffalo has improved their team. Did I like the signing of Von Miller? No, I think he's he's an older player. Von thinks he's going to play six more years. God bless. But <laughs> the way they play, they get ahead. They have two really good safeties, two safeties in my top ten list. Mm-hmm. They've got players that can that 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 can rush the passer. They've built this whole team around rushing, whether it's Rosario, you know, and, and to go along with Von Miller and, and the kid they drafted last year in the mm-hmm. second round. I mean, they've got players there, uh, Boogie Basham. So I, I think for sure. You know, they're set up perfectly. And I think the other thing they've done, David, is they've improved their offensive line. Now, I'm not a Saffold guy, but he gives them a little bit more stability than what they have with Feliciano inside. It's interesting when you you mentioned once they kind of went single wing, that's when everything really took off. When you look at yeah, you look at at, at Josh Allen right now for MVP because you like him about seven to one, you can get him market wide. I see Cam Newton when the Panthers went 15 and one and got to the Super Bowl, ironically, and lost to Von Miller and the Broncos. I just wonder how long can you play that style in the NFL with a running single wing type quarterback? It worked it, in Carolina. It, it, there's no doubt, right? But like, can, it's no doubt. It's a window. Yeah, I mean, it's a window. And look, the team set up. I mean, you know, Cole Beasley leaves. They put him. Jamison Crowder comes in, mm. right? So they got you know all this talk. You got to draft a receiver. The two receivers on their team, one of the best receivers on the team, Gabriel Davis. They picked him in the fourth round. You know, Stephon Diggs is a great player, but let's not forget he was a fifth rounder. Yeah. And, and, and really, I thought when you look back on that trade uh, for, for Minnesota to get Stephon Diggs, and I know they made Diggs the highest paid uh, receiver at the time, and he's a really good receiver. I still think Minnesota won that deal because they went out and drafted Justin Jefferson. We'll, talk about, yep. we'll talk about Justin Jefferson in that receiving court and also who we think might lead the league in rushing and some numbers associated with it. Come on back. It is the Lombardi line on this 4th of July holiday right here in Vison, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of the month. Sign up today. You're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage. The NFL is almost here. Premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Back alongside Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi line here on VEASAN. And Michael in the break talking with our producer, Matt Santos, and how ready he is for the NFL season and talking about, you know, which Super Bowls really got him involved. I mean, I'm showing my age. Like Super Bowl twelve for me, Tony Dorsett and the Cowboys and, and beating the Broncos. And then Super Bowl thirteen, I threw a pizza at my brother when the Steelers beat the Cowboys because I was so emotionally invested in it. We can't wait. It is America's new pastime. Uh, and I wanted to kind of extrapolate a little bit further on what we were talking about right as we went to break. And that is that Steph Diggs trade, if you remember. And everybody heralded it as a win for the Bills, and it has been. It's given Josh Allen exactly what he needed to help develop. But I do think it's really helped the Vikings, too, because you look back on that, and they used that pick that they got for Steph Diggs, and they drafted Justin Jefferson. And what a revelation he's been out of LSU for Kirk Cousins. So you look at the odds on favorites to lead the league this year in receiving yards, you get it why Cooper Cup is right there at number one. But he's tied with J.J. out of Minnesota at 9-1. to one. Then you get Jamar Chase at 12-1, to one, Devontae Adams in a new home out here in Vegas at 12-1, to one, and C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys at 14-1. to one. When you look at those props and those names and numbers associated, is there any value there? Because i got to be honest, C.D. Lamb at 14-1 to one is the new number one in Dallas. That does intrigue me, but I can understand why the favorites are, are J.J. and Cooper Cup. Well, I mean, Cup is, you know, he led the league last year. He's sensational. Jefferson, I think, will really be at plus 900. I think it's a good number, right? Mm -hmm. I I do think it is because, let's face it, he's got, you know, he's going to be the guy. The one thing I think what gets often overlooked in that trade was Minnesota didn't want to pay for digs all that money they had so much salary cap problems so they exchanged players for a lower salary cap and they got as a good player i mean they didn't really take a step back on the player which is a tribute to them and what they were able to do so for me i I think you know cup at you know cup had what 
you know, he had 145 catches last year and he got 90, almost 2,000 yards. And then Jefferson was second with 16-16. I think Jefferson's going to be even better with, with Kevin O'Connell now. And then I think what you got to try to find is that guy that you feel like, like you mentioned, C.D. Lamb, can he do it? Is it going to be Mike Williams, perhaps? You know, mm-hmm. is it going to be, you know, Debo? Can Debo come back and do what he did? I mean, Debo finished fifth overall last year. You know, I think Mark Andrews at 25 to 1. Now, Mark Andrews was sixth in the league last year at 1361 without a quarterback. Wow. I, was the only tight end there. I mean, he was significantly. Kelsey 16 to 1. Kelsey finished 14th overall in, in yards. Now, the reason Kelsey's ahead of him is because most people feel like the Tyreek Hill yards will go to Kelsey. I'm not sure I equate that together. I but I think s- your C.D. Lamb play is good, too, because it's 16th overall last year, and he had other receivers on the team, so you know he's going to increase himself. Because yeah, they lost that Wilson uh, to go along with Amari Cooper there in Dallas. So I, I do kind of like that number of 14-1. to the-, the other interesting one I want to pick your brain about is Devontae Adams at 12-1 to because now he's reunited with his Fresno State guy and Derek Carr out here in Vegas. And boy, do they feel like they're going to have no disrespect because John Gruden, we know how good he is with quarterbacks and offense, right? But when you bring over Josh McDaniels and the power that they have mentally with that offensive brain trust, I got to think that's a scenario that could flourish right away. Sometimes people, well, new quarterback, new receiver. No, these two guys know each other very well from their college days. Well, you know, one thing I am a big believer in percentage of catches, right? So when you analyze the top 10 receivers in terms of yards, there's only two receivers that had above 70% catch catch ratio, catch percentage. And that was Cooper Cup. And that was Devontae Adams. Cooper Cup was at 75.9, almost 76% of the time when the ball went in Cup's directions, he caught it. 72.8% 72.8% of the time when the ball went in, De- in Devontae Adams' direction, he caught it. Everyone else was in the 60s. Mm. Justin Jefferson was at 64.7. Now, if you want to bet Jefferson, you're saying this. O'Connell will be like, will be like Sean McVay. O'Connell will be like Matt LaFleur and Green Bay and what Brett and what uh, Aaron Rodgers did with Cousins, and that number will go up to 70, 71, and those yards will go up. You follow me? Mm-hmm. So I, I think you've got to equate that. I think you've got to play that into it. What, what I think is so important here is if you're going to play a number, you're really playing the coach getting him the football too, right? Absolutely. It's one thing to say I'm calling a play for Devontae Adams. It's nothing to get him the ball. Now, I may I, I'm critical of, of LaFleur as a head coach, but he does have Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is able to get LaFleur, get was able to get Adams the ball. I think Josh McDaniels will get Adams the ball as well. Totally agree with that evaluation. And very quickly for the for the layman out there, because you, you look at Cooper Cup and he can play anywhere, right? And he's almost uncheckable, certainly in goal line if if you want to run him out of the slot. I understand that. What about CD? Because you know we like the number. But is he a slot guy? Can he be an outside one? Is, can he win over the top? Like, what is he going to be? Well, look, Cup's a really good slot player. And when they signed Cup to the first contract, you, you thought to yourself, that's a lot of money to play a slot guy. But he's one outside. I think the difference between betting Cup and betting C.D. Lamb is really comes down to Kellen Moore. Okay. Sean McVay's proven that he can get the ball 
two Cooper Cup, 89 first downs last year. Whew. 89 first downs. He, you know, he had he was he averaged 10 almost 10 to, he averaged over 10 targets a game. Think about that. 10 targets a game. Whereas can Coop, can Kellen Moore figure out how to get the ball to Cooper to, to CD Lamb when he's doubled or when he's being taken out? That requires a really good coach. I'm not sure Kellen Moore has proven to me that he does that very effectively. I, I tend to agree. Even though the number is intriguing, that's that's how do you get home with that number? And that's exactly the way you lay it out. Can Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, if you know, if they can figure out a way, because CD is going to get a lot of attention this year with Amari gone and even Ced Wilson, who had some really big spots for the Cowboys last year. He's now down there in Miami as well. Let's look at the running backs here and pick your brain on these. Now, you can understand why the king is coming back, Derrick Henry. And you look at last year's king, Jonathan Taylor, as to why it's 6-1. to one. Those guys are co-favorites to have the most rushing yards. Dalvin Cook is the intriguing one, but remember, Mike Zimmer's gone. And they feel like if you listen to Justin Jefferson, they're going to be a pass-first team this year in Minnesota. There's Chubb at 14-1. to 1. I mean, that's what they, they do. We don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback there. Would you take a flyer at 14-1 to 1 on Chubb or Mitchell knowing the way that, that Kyle wants to run things in San Francisco? Again, you're kind of pairing the, the head coach with the philosophy in order to get home with one of these tickets. Well, Mitchell was eighth last year in, in, in overall rushing yards, I mean, 963, right? Chubb was second. And, and now Hunt was hurt last year. I think the reason the number's so long on Hunt is because, is because, excuse me, the number's so long on Chubb is because Hunt's coming back. Right. So he's going to lose. Now, Chubb missed two games, too. Chubb missed two games, too. So, you know, that, that was a problem. I like Joe Mixon at fifteen at fourteen to one. Hmm. I mean, last year he was third. He twelve hundred and five yards, thirteen touchdowns. You know, I think he's got to he's going to get the ball more and more. I think they've got to get him the ball. You know, if you said to me if you would have said to me without prepping for this, uh, who, what, where was Najee Harris? I'd say, well, he didn't have a very good year. Well, he finished fourth overall in rushing yards <laughs> behind one of the worst offensive lines and no quarterback. Wow. You know, I mean that that says a lot, right? I mean. I mean, think about that. He had 1,200 yards. He played 17 games, seven touchdowns. Now, he only averaged 3.9 a carry, but they committed to giving him the football. And so, you know, he, he could be a fly. I like Mixon. To me, I think Mixon does everything you want, and I think Mixon will be a good player. The other guy I would take a flyer on is Javante Adams from Denver. Ooh. I think Denver will run the ball more effectively with Nate Nathaniel Hackett. I think their offense is good. Yes, I know he's got a share with Melvin Gordon, but I think when you watch Devontae Adams, you know, he only started one game last year. I think he'll start 17 games this year. You know how they say the MVP, Michael, is just a quarterback uh, given award now? I look at this with the rushing yards and I go, they don't give him the fullbacks. And that's why Ezekiel Elliott at 25 to 1, I can't play a fullback at 25 to 1 to win this award, right? Because Zeke, until he slims down, Michael, he's the highest paid fullback to me in the NFL. Pollard's the. Well, they don't even know how to, they don't know how, they don't know how to use Zeke. They really don't. And Zeke's, let's, let's face it, Zeke's lost, the injuries have taken a toll on Zeke. He no longer moves the pile with the same velocity that he once did. I mean, you know, he's seventh last year, got a thousand yards, but he's seventh in, in rushing. I mean, still, I'm with you. I, I would slim him down. I think he's got still has something left in him. If he's got burst, then slim him down and and, and free Zeke and, and let's see what he can do. Because remember, Mike McCarthy said we're going to run the football a lot this year in Dallas, which 
Doesn't make me really like my CD Lamb 14 to 1 for most uh, receiving yards. We'll see how that Cowboy offense looks with Kellen Moore and company. When we come back, we're going to Beantown on this 4th of July to catch up with Josh Applebaum. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line of and the Sports Betting Network. Fourth of July edition of the Lombardi Line here on Visa. And I am Dave Ross, joined by Michael Lombardi. And Michael, I feel like we've got the East Coast just locked down today when we had Thomas Gable on from the Borgata and we had Will Hill on from New York City. Let's go to Beantown and let's bring in the king of the steam. He is Josh Applebaum. Of course, does a great job here at Visa. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Josh underscore insights. Happy Fourth of July to you. Uh, very festive. I like what you're wearing there, rocking that red, white, and blue there. Uh, Josh, let's stay in the AFC East because Michael and I have really kind of broken it down. We looked at Buffalo. We can understand, obviously, why they're the favorites. Uh, Thomas told us at the Borgata that they're taking in a lot of Jets tickets, and people are actually excited about the Jets, which is kind of a, a weird thing for New York Jets fans to have optimism. But what about the Patriots? Are they being disregarded almost in this division? Because Miami – as Michael and I pointed out, they're actually the second favorite to win the AFC East, and the Patriots are third. You're exactly right, Dave and Michael, and happy 4th of July to everyone out there. So you guys are totally right. You know, I think we always look at betting in terms of our perceptions and what we think, and then, you know, does that align with kind of what the odds makers are throwing out there? So uh, it's always important to me is like, if there's a distinction, hey, where's the smart money going? And again, sometimes the eye test doesn't line up with maybe you have the perception of these teams based upon uh, what the power rankings and the power ratings are saying. So to your point, guys, the New England Patriots, they go 10 and 7 last year. You know, Mac Jones, looking back on it, a lot of the experts are you know, thinking that, hey, he had a really good year overall. But I think the perception of the Patriots is really down right now. You know, they go 10 and 7 last year. There was that, you know, time in the middle of the season where they ripped off a bunch of wins in a row. And at one point, they had one of the best records in the AFC. Then you really struggle down the stretch. You get rolled, obviously, by the Bills in the playoffs there. So I think a lot of people are down on the Patriots. Obviously, you know, you're hearing a lot about the coordinators and who will call the plays. There's a lot of uncertainty there. Will it be Judge? Will it be Patricia? But I think with the Patriots, you know, the perception is, hey, they're not very, they're not, maybe they'll have a down year. But really, the odds makers are kind of showing a little faith in, a, in kind of a decent season this year because the win total is eight and a half at both at both DraftKings and BetMGM, guys. But it's both juiced up to the over. So at DraftKings, it's eight and a half over minus one fifteen. At BetMGM, it's eight and a half over minus one twenty. And I think really, you know, you're looking at Mac Jones continuing to take a big leap from year one to year two. And uh, if you really, really want to be a big candy capper, guys, you got to scour the market. So I do follow Mac Jones's girlfriend on Twitter, Sophie Scott. And if you follow her, you'll notice this is uh, bear with me here. Uh, she's posting a lot of Mac Jones, like sweaty in a t-shirt photos. Uh -oh. And he is pretty jacked guys. Like it sounds to me and looks to me like he's a different kind of player than he was last year. At least his body type. Remember we saw, you know, kind of his you know, photos of smoking a cigar, his shirt off, looking a little pudgy. He looks pretty ripped. I think he took his nutrition and his weight training very seriously. And Matt, and as the page, as Mac Jones go, the page, the Patriots will go. So I think that's something to bank on. Mac Jones really taking that leap physically. Uh, he has the mental side, but that could be a big bonus. So I'm looking at the over eight and a half guys. Uh, even if you take a step back and go to nine and eight, you can still cash this over. I'm on the Pats over eight and a half. You know, I, I think what's happened to the Patriots a little bit is because they were so busy last offseason and spent so much cap room that this offseason, because they didn't duplicate it, they've been, you know, neglected. It's so funny because the Jets are in the bottom third 
really to the lowest point in almost every offensive and defensive statistics. Meanwhile, the Patriots in the top 10 in both. They were second overall in points allowed. They were sixth in points scored. You know, they were fourth in points in yards allowed. They were 15th in points in points gained in yards gained. So it's kind of interesting how the dynamics of what you do. Now, I think a lot of this is about the fact that they couldn't make Buffalo punt in the last two times they played Buffalo. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, they never made them punt. They couldn't get off the field in third down. And the fact that they won one out of the last four games, you've got to take that in consideration. They had a chance to win the Indianapolis game. They couldn't do it. They, they didn't really have a chance to win the Buffalo game. They beat a bad Jacksonville team, put 50 points on them. And then they come back and go down to Miami in a game that was meaningless, but still they couldn't finish that game off so to me I think you're I think Josh is right I think Mac Jones has put this kind of burden and responsibility on him and he needs to look he needs to get stronger he needs to get a better arm he needs to be able to develop the things that he does but we talk about so much optimism for Tua Mac Jones in the rookie season averaged seven point yards seven three yards per attempt he, right he's, I mean, Tua's never even been there right he's taking shots and, and I love the fact that that Josh is going to the gram to find out that that Jones is gonna you know all of a sudden Mac 10's gonna have a Tom Brady type physique but you know we those comparisons exist for a reason right because we remember the photo of Brady on draft day look very doughy shall yep. we say and then you look at him now and he, you know he's he's a thousand years old and he looks great so if he does take that the, 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 the kind of his diet seriously Josh which you're alluding to with the IG picture I'm kind of high on this team. Look, if you don't want to lay the juice at eight and a half, right, for the win total minus $1.20, can I interest you in making the playoffs again, which they did a year ago, at plus money? And it's, I'll, I'll send it out to both of you guys. And, Josh, Josh, I'll start with you. I get it. The AFC is even tougher now that Russell Wilson's coming over with Denver and now people are shooing them in as a playoff team. Would you be enticed by the plus money there, plus $1.35 at BetMGM, for the Pats to do what they did a year ago and at least make the postseason? So I think it's a, a, a bettable number here, Dave. My only concern would be you have a lot of really good teams in the AFC. We've had this exodus of great players going from NFC to AFC. So I think it's gotten a little bit harder to make the playoffs here. I'm intrigued by the plus money. We all want to cash a plus money bet and, you know, bets a, a certain amount and get a little bit more back. I'd lean a little bit more to the win total. To me, maybe you go nine and eight or you go 10 and seven. Remember that year, Michael, where with Matt Castle, you know, they had a pretty mm -hmm. good record, but they missed out on the playoffs. So I'd be more confident in the win total to the over. And in terms of just public perception, guys, you know, I think if you think the Patriots are down, but yet the odds makers are juicing up the over, it's the opposite for the Miami Dolphins. You know, they're one of the teams that, you know, quote unquote, won the offseason, bringing in Tyreek Hill and Teron Armstead and, you know, spending a ton of money. And they look really dynamic. And Jalen Waddell going into his second year, they were nine and eight last year. You have a rookie coach. Typically, I like to bet against rookie head coaches, but they're nine juiced up under minus 125 at DraftKings. So that tells me that, hey, you know, hold, hold your horses here a little bit. Miami might be kind of the trendy team here, but kind of the odds makers are telling us that, hey, don't, you know, don't run to the window and immediately hammer this over with the Dolphins. They're actually juicing it up under. And to your guys' point with what TG mentioned, the Jets are really juiced up over. They're five and a half over minus 160 minus 155 that's a big leap after going four and 13 if you want to bet against the jets you can take the under five and a half at plus 130 if you make me bet a plus money number dave i'd maybe think about the jets under five and a half you know it's so funny how how uh, so much of perception generates a lot of this and the people that understand the quarterback is the most important position i mean we have had a large sample size of tua we have now, can he get better? There's no doubt. I mean, you say, well, Josh Allen got better. No, Josh Allen did get better, but Josh Allen was a good player that wasn't accurate. Josh Allen improved his accuracy. 
you know, I didn't think he could do that. I really didn't. To me, this Tua and Josh Allen improvement are completely different. Tua's arm's not as strong. He doesn't run as fast. There's a lot of things Tua has to do before he makes that jump. And obviously, the sharp, the betting public that really study football and look at the numbers is saying he can't. Meanwhile, all the fans are out there are hoping he can. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. The perception sometimes does not match the reality with what we're seeing here uh, with certainly these quarterbacks in this division. And, and Josh, and Michael, you know this better than anybody. Like, betting against Belichick is normally not a really smart thing to do. So while we don't know exactly who's going to be calling which plays, and I know it's surprising to hear that Matt Patricia might be calling offensive plays, at the end, Josh, is it more of a in Belichick I trust type theory here with some of these numbers that you'd be willing to wager at? I think so, Dave. And, you know, Michael obviously uh, can talk in greater depth of this. But, you know, I think if you look at what they did, you know, they draft Cole Strange. I think that's another part of, like, what are the Patriots doing? They draft a guy from Chattanooga in round one. You know, they, as Michael mentioned, they make these big splashes in free agency, didn't do much this offseason. I think you're putting together a pretty good core. Like, if you can get Jonu Smith uh, to maybe get back to the old Jonu Smith and obviously you bring in Devontae Parker, you know, to, to um, you know, kind of line up with Aguilar and, and you know, obviously Kendrick Bourne uh, as well as Jacoby Myers. I think you got a pretty good nucleus there. Obviously, Belichick's a big defensive-minded guy. I just think in terms of win totals, I'm always of the opinion that if everyone is saying this team is great, I want to bet on the under. If everyone's saying this team is terrible, typically I want to bet on the over. Again, you're not going to win every play based on that perception, but oftentimes uh, taking that kind of contrarian angle, especially if the juice is kind of trending in your direction, it can oftentimes be a, a smart move overall. And, Michael, you concur with, with the idea that Bill, obviously, clearly, he's going to figure out who should be calling what. Yeah, I mean, I think this is completely just a bunch of uh, the media talking about a subject that they really don't understand inside that building. You know, Belichick's not going to give somebody the authority to call plays that he doesn't believe in can do it. Right. And he's not going to let him go out on the wire and walk across with no net. Like, he's not going to do that. <laughs> the, it, the t winning is more important to Belichick than anything. You know, my feelings, your feelings, somebody else's. Like, winning matters. And he will protect winning at all costs. Uh, absolutely. We have one minute to go here with Josh. And uh, Josh, before we go on this 4th of July, you, know, you go back historically, you've seen great collapses in Major League Baseball. I mean, Bucky Dent will forever be a four-letter word in, in your area there in Boston. At 40-1, to 1, for the Sox to come back and win the division, is there even a fleeting hope that maybe the Yankees collapse and the Sox resurge and maybe stun America by the end of this baseball season? Well, Dave, you're talking to a Red Sox fan here. And by the way, my dad, Bucky Bleeping Dent, that's one of the first things I learned as a Red Sox fan growing up, Dave. So you're totally right about that. I don't know. The Yankees are just a, such a powerhouse here. But I would say the Sox, if you can get Chris Sale back, James Paxton back, maybe they make this thing interesting. I think it's going to be tough to catch New York, though, Dave. Yeah, it would take a collapse, a Bucky Dent type a collapse like the Sox had back in the late 70s. Hey, Josh, happy 4th of July to you, my friend. Always great to catch you. Thanks, up. Josh. Appreciate you. Happy you too, 4th. guys. Have a great day. There he is, everybody. Josh Applebaum. Follow him on Twitter at Josh underscore Applebaum. When we come back, bet now or bet later, we'll discuss in the Lombardi line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wrapping up this 4th of July edition of the Lombardi Line right here on Vista Dave Ross with Michael Lombardi. And Michael, before we get to bet now, bet later. Matt Santos, our crack producer, informed me during the break that we have a developing situation and it has developed at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating in, Contest. In Coney Island, yeah. Oh, boy. So, apparently, in the middle of an event that you can wager on, people, and people did, Joey Chestnut, to get over 74 and a half hot dogs. And I saw some of our buddies across the network. Life's too short to bet the under on Joey not getting 74 and a half hot dogs. If you bet the over, you're not happy with Darth Vader because apparently there was a yeah. protester, Michael, that got up there and interrupted Joey in mid-chew, mid-swallow of competition, and he only got, I believe, 63 hot dogs. It didn't even approach the number. 
Right? I think he got 64 and Six- still won. But, I mean, like, how do they let that happen? I- like, how do you let it happen? I mean, you know, integrity everything, right? Yes. Integrity about – as we have morphed into a – where we can bet on everything <laughs> – it really behooves these leagues to keep the integrity and the uh, with intact. I yes. mean, it's one of the things we saw with the with the NBA draft. I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but you know, Woj being wrong, it affected his integrity because there was so much at stake and the betting market wasn't matching it. But when somebody just goes up there oh my. and basically does it to so that he slows down the eater to win the under. Now, one thing I think fans need to understand. There's betting limits on some of this stuff yes. because there is a chance for, you know, a, a lot of insider trading going on here. So the, they put betting limits on, unlike in the NFL where, you know, you pretty much can bet what you want to bet. It, it, no question. You know, we, we kid about it. But really, if you see the video, which I just saw during the break, if I'm Joey, I react the same way. I don't know what this guy's doing. I don't know what the intent is. I'm in the middle of trying to eat 75 hot dogs potentially in, in 10 minutes, and some some clown in a Darth Vader outfit is now kind of showing yeah. me out. I, I would kind of freak out too. So I'm not I'm not going to bang on Joey Chestnut. I would have choked the guy out too no. if I had the opportunity. I mean, it's my first reaction was he only ate 64. Did maybe was he thinking, okay, I'll win this thing, but I don't have to kill myself, you know, right. and I'll do the under, you know. But then when you watch the video, you realize he was committed to going, and he just didn't get there because of the uh, of the interruption. It's the Fourth of July, people. Let's just relax. Let's enjoy. Yeah. Let's try to have a harmonious yeah. celebrate, Pat. Right. Celebrate our right. independence. So, right. So, Darth and, and the stormtroopers out there at Coney Island, just just give it a rest. Uh, let's get to bet now, bet later a little bit here, Michael, because I actually say this all the time, uh, certainly with Wes and with yourself uh, throughout the NFL season. I think it's one of the more worthwhile endeavors we do in the network because certainly in, in the NFL, we know it's the most bet upon sport, whether or not to how you anticipate those line movements to get the best value that you can possibly get out there, certainly with, with, with sides and totals. You look at week one and let's just start right, say, with the Niners against the Bears. And this is on uh, yeah. September 11th, a one o'clock start in the East Coast. The Bears right now, the, the total is 42 and a half, and the Niners are six and a half point favorites on the road. Now, my number one question to you is, do you bet now or bet later, depending on which side you might like? I don't know who's playing quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, I think you do. It's going to be Trey Lance. Okay. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, do you think Trey Lance can win on the road against a Bear team that I think is not very good? I think the Bears are going to really struggle. And I think Kyle Shanahan, just looking at opening games, right, you know, you, you it's hard to prepare for opening weekend because there's not a lot of certainty in the schemes. There's not a lot of understanding. But Kyle will know having played against Indianapolis. So he'll know how to attack Eberflus in the run game and in the passing game. There'll be high level of emotion. But for me, this is one of those where I think you bet later here. Because okay. if you like San Francisco, if you like San Francisco, I think you got to play it now. I think this number will inch towards seven. Do I think it goes to seven and a half? No. I can't see a lot of people that handicap thinking that they're going to cover. Now, if Justin Fields looks sensational in the, in the, in the preseason, which I doubt he'll play a lot, maybe that number moves. But I, I think, to me, the reason you, don't, you want to bet now on San Fran and bet later on, on Chicago is because you think the number's going to move. That's the key to Monday in the NFL is when the lines come out is to figure out where the line's going to move to and be on the right side. No question about it. If you remember week one a year ago, San Francisco at Detroit, 
It's one of the all-time great covers by the Lions who are getting absolutely yeah. housed, and somehow they came back. They were getting eight and a half. But I think that's a great point to bring up. Kyle's pad level, his execution, his team was really good. Like Arizona, you know, for all we talk about with Cliff Kingsbury and for all the problems, they are a very good opening day team. Two years in a row, they've covered easily. You know, and their and their rushes and completion. To me, this is one of the things I look at on opening day. Add the rushing attempts to the completions. And that tells you your team's execution. It doesn't tell you who's going to win. It tells you their execution. And teams that are really good opening day. Tennessee's not necessarily a good opening day team. No, because they don't have enough time to really get into the rhythm and really get their pad level and do all those things. It's a great point. If you remember, to your point, Arizona went to Tennessee in week one last year and absolutely destroyed the Titans uh, on their on their own field. Let's stay with the Lions here. They're going to open up again at home against the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. And we know uh, everybody's high on them. You got to lay four and a half with Jalen Hurts on the road. And that total is at 46 and a half. Bet now or bet later, depending on which side or total you might like. Well, I think this is one of those. I mean, last year it wasn't even a game, you know, and so you got to feel Detroit's made some improvements and you got to feel Detroit has had an offseason to prepare for the single wing Oklahoma offense of Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I think this will be a, a close game. I see this number moving closer to four than going to five. I really do. I think that the, the Lions are not a horrendous team. I think they've improved themselves defensively. I think they'll be better. It's hard to play on the road in Detroit. Everybody's enthusiastic. Crowd noise will be a problem. I think the Eagles will win the game. I think this should be closer to a three, three-and-a-half point line. I would play it right now if I wanted to play Detroit. I love that. So if you want to back the Eagles, maybe you wait a little bit, and that number might come down. Uh, but I love your analysis there, taking the lines plus those points early. You know, uh, we've talked a little bit about social media and certainly, uh, you know, Ben Simmons and his plight. On social media, when the, the schedule was announced, the Jaguars and their Twitter people put out a little, hello to Carson Wentz, we'll see you week one which I thought was very interesting. Now, the Commanders are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home in D.C. against uh, Jacksonville. Of course, the new quarterback for the Commanders is, in fact, Carson Wentz. Bet now or bet later, depending on which side or total you might like here. I think Jacksonville is going to get played. I think they're going to look better in the summer. I think Lawrence will look better. I think they'll look professionally coached more so this year than they have in the past. You know, and I think that heat humidity will favor them. I know they've got to go up to Washington, but there's no home field advantage in Washington, no. as you know. And I think there's a lot of moving parts in Washington. And I don't think Washington will have a, a really hard preseason to get their team ready. I, I would lean towards taking Jacksonville on the points. I cannot believe the total 53.5 feels high to me right now. I, I know, but I don't think either team's going to be able to. I, I think what the book is saying is both defenses will be behind the offenses. No question about it early on in the year. No, I'm with you. I kind of love the Jags in that spot. I bet it now if you like the Jaguars getting over that, that field goal at three and a half at a key number. Uh, let's try to get through two more before we have to say goodbye in this holiday edition. Packers going to open up against Minnesota. This is interesting with Devontae Adams now, and they're laying two and a half on the road here. A uh, new head coach, we talked a lot about the Vikings. We're expecting bigger things from Minnesota. Would you take the points and the home dog here? I'm going to take the home dog here. I, I just am because I think Kirk Cousins is a, still a good player. I know he has problems against Green Bay, especially against the rush. I think Kevin O'Connell will help him out. I like that. I, I think it's a good play. Plus, who's going to be the guy that gets the ball in Green Bay? That's yet to be determined. Yeah, I don't think that's going up to three. So if you like the Vikings, you might want to take those two and a half right now. Last one on the board. Of course, you know I'm partial to this one on Sunday night. The Cowboys at home, small underdogs, two and a half. 
uh, to Tampa Bay coming in here with Tom Brady. Remember week one a year ago, they were nine and a half point dogs at Tampa, and they only lost by two. Do you see another close game? Which way would you lean here, bet it now or bet it later? You know, I was a big Cowboy fan opening weekend. You know, Tampa's got to go there. I think I'm going to take, I would lean towards the Cowboys. I don't think this line's ever going to get to three. I think it's going to go towards Dallas slightly, again, by health. I think Tampa's uncertainty with their defensive front, I know they signed Akeem Hicks, but defensively, how they're going to adjust, I think there's some question marks. I, I like Dallas in the points as a home dog. Yeah, and you know how this is going to work, Michael. These are two teams that really get played up big by the, the general public here, Cowboys and, and Bucks. So I'd probably take the Cowboys now with that two and a half. Uh, Michael, what a, what a pleasure it's been to spend Fourth of July with you, my friend. Uh, I want to thank you. Have a great one. Absolutely. Enjoy. I can't wait to see all the pictures uh, out there, what you guys cook up today. Thank you, David. See you soon. Thank Bye-bye. you. Uh, Josh Applebaum, Will Hill, Thomas Gable. want to thank them as well, and our producer, Matt Santos. Everybody have a wonderful and healthy 4th of July. We'll see you right back here on the Lombardi Line on Vista, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.